This is episode 205 of the Fearless Launching Show. And today we're going to talk about three things that could have held me back in my business with my launches, but why they didn't and how I got over them and what this has to do with you. Hi, I'm Ann Samoylov, and I've helped some of the biggest online entrepreneurs and business owners have successful six and seven figure product launches. By working in the trenches offline to produce movies, TV shows, video games, I've discovered so many different ways to launch creative ideas. And the question is, do you have to copy what your guru says in order to have a successful launch? Do you have to use their done-for-you system in order to have success, in order to achieve your goals in business? I say no. This is the Fearless Launching Show featuring myself and an ongoing cast of characters, friends who join me in discussing business, launching, life, and balancing it all and having an amazing time doing it. Let's get into today's episode. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Fearless Launching Show. If you're just joining me for the very first time, well, welcome. I am so happy that you're here. You know, lately I've been doing a lot of thinking, pensing, as I used to say, but that's really not really what I meant. But I used, I've been doing a lot of thinking about the things that hold people back in their business. Um, you know, I run this group called the Fearless Launching Lab, and we talk a lot about this stuff. And surprisingly, yes, I'm not surprisingly, of course, there's some of the regular things that hold people back like tech or unexplainable tech things that kind of crop up. But more often than I can even mention, more often than anything else, the things that hold us back really are just our perception of things we don't have, things we lack. And today I'm going to talk about some of those things. These are the three things that at first I was going to call this that held me back in my business when I first started and how I got over them. But I realized that I quickly reframed every single one of these. And even if they crop up again, I'm able to do it over and over again. So I just want to go through those because I think these three things, they're so common. They're the things that you write into me after you see a webinar and then don't don't decide to be part of fearless launching because you, you're not ready yet. But here are some of those reasons because I really want to go through them. So we're going to go through each thing and then I'm going to kind of share a little backstory on this, ask you some questions and then give you my prescription to make sure that those things don't hold you back because you can actually have some fun well, at least, well, at least one of these, you can have some fun. <laughs> okay. All right. So first on the list, time. Yep. I know. I know. We have, we have limited time. We're moms, we're dads, we're parents, we're grandmas, we're, I'm not a grandma, but you know, people in general are play many different roles in their personal life. You might have a job, you might have bosses, you might have people who you, who you manage, Here's the deal. Time is an illusion, okay? Because we have as little or as much time as we truly believe we do. Yep, you might have the children, you might have the house, the husband, 
the family members and maybe the job still and that's cool and maybe projects for clients maybe all the things but there is time is does not exist you just have a series of things that you make priority or you don't make priority so balance doesn't exist i want to make sure that i don't talk about balance and uh like what is it work life balance because I don't think that exists. I think you just decide what's what are your priorities in your life. And the second that you try to like separate your life from your work, especially as entrepreneurs, especially as we're building our business, because it kind of all feels like our life. And how bad would you feel? I know I would feel bad thinking about how much time I spend working. But really, I love this life. So it's really just about your priorities. So... I want to tell you about when my daughter was a baby, you know, I had this crazy tight schedule before she was in preschool or kindergarten, whatever she's, she's in fifth grade now as of this recording. Okay. So only after I realized, and I really took a step back from my tight schedule and I just felt like I just didn't have any identity really. I think that's very common for moms who everything you do is about your kids. But what I realized is that this tight schedule and the tight days and like everything was prescribed, nap times, breastfeeding, etc. They were actually giving me the skill to deliver under pressure. Um, And so I came to love this tight schedule. Now, I do remember even my daughter was two years old when I worked on the very first B-School when we were just developing this, when Laura and Marie, we were just developing the project itself and the product itself, and we were getting ready to figure out how we were going to launch it, when that was going to happen, all of that stuff. And I remember I was working like mad, but (laughs) I do remember those times of like really delivering so much and thinking, wow, Look at everything I accomplished and I had like zero time. I was working out, I was I was taking care of myself, all that stuff happened. But the tight schedule, which I know you, it's easy to feel like we don't have time to develop our ideas, but it actually gave me the skill to deliver under pressure and then I came to miss that time because my daughter doesn't take multiple naps anymore and I'm not doing all the mommy things at her school anymore because as as your as your children grow up and well at least in the school systems we've been involved the last year that I was a volunteer in the classroom was third grade and that was only one hour a week like it's been slowly dying down <laughs> for years which is good but I'm not doing all the mommy things at school. So I kind of miss that squished schedule and my lack of time. Note note to everyone listening, at the, the week of this recording, my daughter's off every single day at 12.30. And today, even, we had a, a tour at the middle school, which lasted like an hour and a half. And I'm like, oh, snap, I got nothing. But I came home and I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to record this podcast. This is going to happen. So if you don't have time, first of all, I would definitely list out what your priorities are in terms of just reminding yourself, yeah, my my priority is my daughter, my kid, my pet, whatever, my husband, my relationships, my friends. But use the things in your life to give your business 
to give your projects, maybe that course you're working on, more structure. Because believe me, it's harder to structure your time when you're the only element. So welcome those elements because they will give your life depth, meaning, and like you'll be you'll be forced to really decide how am I going to get this done? Because like I said, it can be even harder to make something a priority if it's the only thing. I know this from going from working for other people to then working for myself. At first I was all buzzing along, but then there came the doldrums of like, oh, I'm only doing my own stuff. Hmm. And it gets a little bit more difficult. So having that kind of those little bumpers to kind of keep you in line, they're really important and they're really valuable. So welcome your tight schedule. Okay. So the, the second thing that could have held me back in my business and launches and all that and are resources. So you have no team. I had no team me. And I had really didn't have any money to spend on like designers and people to help all the things, maybe even not even any kind of fancy software. And I didn't even really have the budget when I first started to really like get to know all the things as well as I thought I would. So I don't know if you feel like that, but if you ever feel like, dang, there are so many things I need to know. Um, There was a mom this morning on the tour that it was actually like, um, what am I going to need to know? Um, because we're in the technology uh, academy that my daughter wants to go in. And she's like, because I am not techno- tech- techie at all. And I was like, girl, I'll help you out. No, I didn't say that. But I thought to myself, don't worry, girl, we got you. Um, but take it from someone who's also had none of these to begin with. I just made it my job to learn everything I could while I was still working with someone else. So if you're working for someone else, you've got clients, give yourself kind of like a learning budget and just say, okay, I'm going to figure this out because I could have boohooed all day long about this my entire life. But from a young age, and I'm not, I'm not crying like cry, cry, cry here, but growing up in rural Vermont, Maple Hill, y'all, if you're here, if you're listening and you live in Vermont, Maple Hill, Plainfield, in a trailer with zero cable because our entire community, we didn't have, there was no cable in Plainfield. Actually, I don't even know if there is now. I think people have to have satellite. I don't even know. But regardless, I learned everything I needed to know. I learned it from the library. And, and you know, as soon as I got my hands on a computer, I was learning all I could there. But decide what you want to do. That's the advice. If you don't have resources, you might just be looking around for an answer to what you actually want to do. Because I know from experience jumping into fields that I had no business being in, like weakling from from day one at school, that physical fitness test at school was a joke for me. And it was like the biggest piece of... um, I mean, I'm, I'm really diving back in, back in time here, but I was not a fitness person <laughs> growing up. I was a band geek, but somehow I told myself at some point in my late twenties that I wanted to learn how to teach Pilates. And so I found a certification program and I did it and I started teaching Pilates and I taught Pilates for like five years 
without being a fitness jock type of person. So I just want you to know, like, no matter where you're coming from here, if you can decide what you want to do and say, okay, what do I need to do to do this? You will find resources. The library still has tons. There's computers at the library. I mean, I'm hoping that, you know, if you're listening to this, you're like, yeah, and I have a computer, but some people don't, you know, some people, your, your computer might break or maybe your husband's on it all the time, or you just have your phone or whatever. Um, the library, freebies online, even your favorite teachers online have beginning resources to get you started. There are some really great people in in the online space to, to help you. Um, some of my favorite places to get started, and I, I have since become customers, and I am friends with them now, but like people like Amy Porterfield, Marie Forleo, um, I don't want to say I'm my favorite teacher, but I always put a huge emphasis on creating materials for people to get started. Because when you're in that first phase, it's like, I don't want to give you an excuse that you can't do it. I don't want to give you that reason like, well, see, I can't go to Fearless Launching because I can't really afford that. If I did that, I'd have to lie to my husband or whatever, you know, I want you to feel like, okay, I'm actually making some ground here. I'm, I'm, I'm doing something here. But there's a lot of, lot of people online who have really great things to help you get started. So if you're thinking you don't have the resources, you can't do something yet, I would at least think to yourself, you know, what do you want to do? And start gathering those resources. Start building your own library of resources that's going to help shape, you know, your business and what you're creating and what you want to create. Um, one of the things I will say is then that resources bit. In the beginning, I think that it's really important to choose the teachers that aren't necessarily the 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 end all be all for everybody else, but the ones that truly speak to you. Uh, I can still see now in the way that I teach that it's very similar. Like I can feel where I've gotten certain things. <laughs> so just know that the resources are out there. Okay, now the third thing that I want to talk about, and this is probably the biggest kind of breaker of people and that holds people back. And I do believe that there's a way to to deal with this. And, and I think it could be even an ongoing thing, depending on your business and if you change what you offer and you know, just various things play into this, but it's your belief that it's going to work and confidence in yourself. And this is definitely one I've struggled with in different ways throughout my entire life. And here's what I know. So you must build belief because I was never born with this strong belief. I always thought you can figure this out. I definitely had that, but I always struggled with like a lack of like good enough, smart enough, all of that, even though I always was. I always had great grades, always doing like things beyond what the teachers asked, all of that. But it was never innately just part of who I was, or at least as far as I can remember. I had to build it bit by bit through the years and I'm still building it. I'm not going to stop trying to build it. So you really have to build it Prove that what you just built kind of works and then you kind of step into 
whatever it is that you want to believe about yourself. Um, there's a really great uh, teacher and speaker online. You, you guys should check out uh, Jim Fortin and Fortin. So I'll put his, a link to him in the in the show notes. So make sure to head over to ansomwellhub.com forward slash 205 to get his info and any other people that I think that are worthwhile, especially in this belief and confidence area. But this is why even with launching, okay, so two years before I launched Fearless Launching, maybe even just one and a half, I don't remember exactly, but I launched my very first product. It was called The White Space Solution. It's an ebook. It actually is still available if you dig, um, but I did the launch with a, mostly with a guest post on, I think it was like Simple Mom is the name of the site, and a contest. And it went great, but like it wasn't like, and I was working with Laura Roeder at the time. And I, I think I thought, I'm like, oh, okay, well maybe Laura will send it out to her list or maybe she'll retweet it. And I, I think I really, but I didn't really rely on that. I really wanted to focus on the relationship with the the blogger that I had and, and it, it did go well, but that built a little part of the belief that I could do this type of business. And then I did fearless launching. And that built a little bit more that very first time. But it's even, but honestly, like now when I go through bouts of questioning myself, I still do things like practice my launching. Like practicing launching is like training for a marathon. Like no one shows up for a marathon the day before or like decides the day before a marathon, like I think I'm going to run that tomorrow. You've got to show up way in advance. And recently on Amber McHugh's Planathon, um, you might be able to sign up for it and still see this, but I did talk a little bit about the idea of a discovery launch. And I've talked about this before, but a discovery launch allows you to, first of all, practice the process of launching and do it with your freebies or for or a free event or folk, or something maybe even just for your customers. You can still put those projects that aren't revenue-based through the entire launch process. And then just like a launch, just like a pro- product you might put out there, you can choose if you're going to launch it multiple times a year, do a little bit of a focus on it. And I started doing that. That helped me build more belief in myself and in fearless launching. Um, but honestly, the funny thing is, I even believe I even built a belief that the discovery launch concept was worthwhile by first doing the f- I actually did a full masterclass of it inside the fearless launching lab. And I had just previously, before I even created it though, I created the smaller version, the really short five minute version for the Planathon. And then I did a full masterclass for the lab. So you're building your belief in yourself by finishing things, by by trying on concepts and ideas and things you want to teach. And this happens over time. It just doesn't like, okay, I believe. So practice, my advice for you really is practice launching. So even when you've got free things only, let's say, or maybe you've got a blog series you're going to do, like it could be literally anything, a freebie, a content series, a new podcast, whatever, build that belief muscle for yourself because it's going to be way more than half the battle. And 
my other advice to you is if you're working on something that you keep saying, okay, I'm going to launch this in the next year, because I know some of you are launching something next year, but not yet. Here's what to do right now. Learn to launch now. Gather the resources now. Learn the process now. Find out how much time it's going to take to do things so that your time and resources thing that I just mentioned before doesn't become an issue when you do want to launch something. So whether you're launching a course or you know you want to start coaching or you're getting your coaching certification now, start practicing. Run the drills. Remember, just whenever you think about do I really need to learn how to launch now or what that's all about now? Should I be doing anything now for that? The answer, first of all, is yes. But remember that no one decides the day before a marathon to run that marathon. Usually, people who are preparing for a marathon do do like shorter versions of that marathon for several months if they don't want to collapse during the marathon or walk the entire way. And I would even say walking is going to take a little bit of training as well. So that's that. So those are the three things that could have held me back, but they didn't because I just kind of, I kind of flipped them around on myself and I realized that I didn't have to have all the time, that I just needed to make my priorities. Okay, so that's number one, set my priorities and use those priorities to help me structure my time because... When you don't have any structure, it could be just as bad as having too many things. The second thing is resources and knowing that as long as I know what I want to do, what what I want to create, I can find the resource for that. So ask yourself the right questions and then go find those resources because there are many out there that will help you get started. And then finally... your belief and yourself and what you want to create and the confidence you have. You don't need to have that just built in. You don't have to have had years of, you know, stage or speaking training or whatever you think you need, or you don't, you, you could have had like, not even a lot of like really supportive teachers or people around your life, your whole life. It's okay. Start building it today. Start building that belief, that confidence in yourself today by doing little things that help you practice the process of launching. All right, that's it for today. So one more thing I wanted to mention, you're going to start seeing a new sponsor for my podcast, but it's not what you think. It's not going to be a product I want to tell you about my unofficial but official sponsor of most every single show, but I probably won't mention it every single time. And that is a free launch workshop that I've created. Um, This might change over time. So if you haven't watched it in a while, make sure to go back and check it out. And you can get all the details for this launch workshop, this free launch workshop. You can get it over at the show notes page at ansomorelove.com forward slash 2005. No, 205. Oh my goodness. Okay, guys. Because my time is limited today, I've got the bumper of 12.15 to go get my daughter and that's 45 minutes away. I'm going to let you go. So here's what I want you to do right now. First, go over to those show notes, sign up for that launch workshop. 
two, I want you to let me know if any of these, if you feel like any of these are holding you back. Challenge me to to give you, like to turn whatever you're thinking around. Challenge me. Tell me what's holding you back so that I can actually help you. Um, You could join the Fearless Launching Lounge, which is over on Facebook. That's a great place to have these kinds of conversations and to get resources and anything else that people are sharing with one another in there. I'd love to have you there. Okay, have a great rest of your week. I will see you next Thursday with another episode of the Fearless Launching Show. Take care.